Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, a story of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and like my guest Ruth Anderson, author of One Love, have been fortunate to be gifted with a very amazing truth, which is also part of our joy and responsibility to share with those who will listen. We are each of us spiritual beings having a physical life, and life is a continuous, eternal process of experience, evolution, and love. Hello, Ruth, and thank you for joining us today on Healing from Within. It is absolutely my pleasure to join you, Cheryl. Ruth, as dedicated listeners of Healing from Within are very well aware, my guests and I search our conscious and unconscious memories, experiences, and our growing awareness of soul life and the universal laws of energy to further understand the physical and spiritual aspects of life and to move past the fear or idea of death so we can live and achieve much happiness in this physical world as we choose to live with honor, courage, and love. In this episode, Dr. Ruth Anderson, also a reverend of the Church of Inner Light, was given a ministry to provide healing to souls with or without bodies, in the ethereal realm called Open Clinic. We will discover more about that place of spiritual healing and about the helpers who work with us. We will find out how Ruth awakened her own latent clairvoyant abilities with her since childhood and also her work to help souls struggling to transition after death. We will gain a greater view of life, death, and a soul's existence here on earth and beyond through the stories Ruth shares in One Love. Ruth, I always love to ask my guests to think back to childhood and either a person, place, or event that may have shown them or others a glimpse into the person they would uh, grow into or become as an adult and perhaps the interests and lifestyles they would pursue because I think in the very beginning of our life, the imprints from above uh, lead us to find our life plan and, and our destiny. So think back for a minute. So Cheryl, one, one incident that I remember quite, quite clearly was I was about eight years old, and my brother and I each had our own hamster. And my brother's hamster got sick. And when hamsters get sick, there's not a whole lot you can do. But I held his hamster in my hands, and I wanted so badly to heal that hamster. And I mean, it was almost like a visceral, physical thing that I thought I could, and I thought I should be able to heal this hamster. And I couldn't. But that that moment in time really stuck with me. And as I have learned more about my own intuitive knowingness and desire to heal others in this realm or in the ethereal realm, I think back to that time and I wonder if I had cellular memory 
from a past life Absolutely. of being able to heal with my hands. No doubt about it. You were born with it yeah. because I, I think each lifetime builds on the experiences we have had before and uh, are incorporated into this journey. Uh, we just don't go into a whole different area of interest. We remember at some level, soul level or cellular level, uh, who we were and it comes out in so many ways, gifts and talents, so absolutely. But you also talked about the basement, and there were <laughs> three doorways, and you, have, and you spent a lot of time home because you had working parents, as I did. And um, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the basement and what you were feeling or sensing or something that was happening in your home. Right. Well, I was a latchkey child, and I would come home from school to be by myself. We had a ranch-style home, so um, we had a main floor and a basement. And I found the one chair in the kitchen that I could watch all three doorways and make sure nobody was coming in. Mm -hmm. And um, I was scared to death of the basement. And as an adult, I finally figured out why. Um there in we had a shop area where my father would do his woodworking and in that area was a spirit a being that was um with the home when we moved in and it typically it always stayed in the basement and typically in that woodworking room so to get down the stairs you had to go past the woodworking room and I was scared to death every time. My heart would beat, and I would run as fast as I could. And I think that spirit was having a lot of fun at my expense growing and, up. And they were. And and for our listeners, you know, spirit is all around us. There are souls all around us at all times. And I was the same way as a child. I could actually feel being touched. And uh, at night uh, when I went to sleep in the dark, sometimes I'd even see a face at the window. And... Uh, oh, the, the, yeah. Yes, those of us who are sensitive, of course, uh, most parents, when a child will tell you a story like this, I will just say, oh, you know, you, you ate something wrong or, 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 or you read a story and you're just, you know, remembering that. But it's not. There are people who are born with a great sen- sensitivity to shifts in energy, energy workers like you and I. I'm a Reiki practitioner and a medium, mm-hmm. and when I walk mm-hmm. when I walk into a building, now it's taken many years of practice, but I can go from room to room, and I can feel the different energies, whether there's anger yeah. or pain or a disease or emotion, because places and people give off a different vibration and energy, and those of us who are sensitive are aware of these things. So for those parents listening out there, if your children tell you things like this, don't discount it. Because not everything can be seen by the naked eye, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. There are realms and realms and dimensions of life force. And we're all here in our life journey um, to share these experiences and to respect the gifts and talents of each individual. So thank you for telling that story. All right. You write about walking with spirit. What does that mean to you? You know, I was raised as a Christian, and I spent a lot of time in prayer. And 
I always kind of felt like it was a one-way conversation. I mean, sometimes I would get a real sense that Jesus was with me or that I was really connecting with the Holy Spirit. But some, for some reason, a lot of times it just felt like it was more me reaching out and not getting answers or, or a, a response. And in the last five years or so, I have been able to make a real connection with the Divine Mother. I've um, met Archangel Azrael, who is the angel who's there at every death. Um, I've worked very closely with Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, and Archangel Raphael. And um, walking with spirit to me is now every day when I wake up, I connect with my guides and I just see, are they going to teach me something today? Is there somebody I'm supposed to connect with? Um, is there something I'm supposed to learn? Something I'm supposed to write? So it really is more of a two-way communication really living my life walking with spirit yeah, and i love it absolutely it's such a great gift to know it you know uh they're always around and we've never been alone from the time of our birth i've been led to believe that uh, we have three major guides with us at all times and uh that uh, in during certain events in our life or experiences uh other guides come in to assist us and you know mm -hmm. as a kid I thought I had to be reliant on myself for everything and not ask spirit or God or the divine uh, for help. Uh, I thought it, it was something I was meant to do alone. But that's the farthest thing from the truth. I have discovered that in my communications with spirit uh, that I am manifesting and creating everything with their help, co-creating and and it's 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 such a wonderful thing that's what we want to share with people who wish to learn more about their own soul energy and how to connect to this higher divine energy that they do have the help to manifest the life the health the prosperity the love that they wish to create it is not beyond our grasp there is nothing that is impossible if you truly invest the time and effort and work with spirit so I, I think you've learned that. And you also wrote, Ruth, uh, about an experience that you had in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. May I read that? Because it's another sure, way absolutely. of walking with spirit. You wrote, I spent many years in education and my love for education spilled over into time with my daughters. One summer I thought we would explore American history, including slavery and the Civil War. So we drove to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. We were on one of the battlefields where part of the war had taken place. I had a strong sense of suffering and death. Throughout Gettysburg, I clearly felt there were souls everywhere, and some of them wanted to be noticed and acknowledged. So that's exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, your book is called One Love, Divine Healing at Open Clinic. What is Open Clinic, and who is doing the healing? Great question, Cheryl. So I have been shown in meditation a place in the ethereal realm where souls can go and receive healing. Now, some of these souls are still in a body here in the physical realm. Mm -hmm. Many of the souls are not. They've already passed on, and, and they're waiting 
if you will, for another go-round, but they're coming to this place for healing. And this place has no walls, no um, front, no back. It, it can take thousands and thousands of souls at one time, and I've literally seen hundreds of thousands of souls come through there at a time. And the healing is done by the archangels, and typically Divine Mother and the three archangels that I spoke of earlier. And I have had the incredible pleasure of being able to be there and just hold space for what's happening. Mm -hmm. And um, at times I will feel God's divine healing light come through me and go out my arms to this crowd. So it's, it's an amazing opportunity. And because I'm intuitive, I can read the situation that's happening for a particular soul at a time. So um, in my book, I actually chronicle some of the situations with different souls that I saw come through Open Clinic. Mm -hmm. And you also tell the story of your good friend Sylvia, who passed from cancer, and you were returning to the airport in Los Angeles, and you (laughs) sensed, yeah, I love this story, because you sensed a presence in the back, and you thought, oh, maybe you got a little afraid, should I drive to a police station? Uh, But then when you looked in the rearview mirror, you saw that Sylvia and her boyfriend or husband husband, were together, and you saw them in spirit, and I've seen these things also in meditation for people, and it is amazing, but uh, aside from that story, uh, one one day, my husband, David, came home, and uh, I saw him out the window, and I was talking on the phone to my friend, and I wasn't dressed, and I saw he had a woman, a very large woman, it's, it's with sort of very white, bright, light hair, and uh, I said to her, I have to get off the phone and put on some clothes. And when I went to the door to let them in, he was alone. He said he didn't have anyone in the car. Hmm. And, and so he had a guide or angel or one of his relatives sitting with him, driving with him. So it was a similar story to... Um, what you told and for those people out there most mediums in meditation see those in spirit or guides or teachers or loved ones and they get information to help themselves or others Uh, but some mediums every once in a while might really see them like you and I did and I was really (laughs) shocked when he said to me there's nobody in the car Right. Well, I was very shocked to see Sylvia and Cliff in the back seat oh, of my car. I'm was, sure you were. So, yeah. yes, I was so thrilled to see them, though, because I I was in such mourning for her passing. Yeah. So, it really taught me that there is life after life. Yes. And that that life is is a positive, good thing. Absolutely. So let's go on. On Facebook, you wrote about being given new definitions of life and death. Can you talk about that? Yes. So sometimes when I go into meditation, I will go, and and in my words, I'm sitting at the foot of God. Now, there's no feet, okay? It's, no. <laughs> it's an energetic energy. And um, to me, it's, it feels like I'm at the base of a huge energetic almost like a sun s-s-u-n in the sense that 
it is just a huge, warm, healing, loving presence. And and I'll just go sit there. And um, I had been told when I was up, when I say up there, but it's not really up there, um, I had been told to turn around and I was going to learn about life. Well, life in my mind was a soul and a body. And instead, what I was shown was the vision of a soul leaving a body at the moment of death and continuing forward. And that soul after the death of the body was as vibrant and alive as it was while it was in the body. So I really saw that life really means the life of the soul. Yes, very well said. A couple months yeah, thank you. A couple months after that, I got a lesson about death. And what I was shown, again, at the foot of God, was not death of the soul, because now we know the soul doesn't die, mm-hmm. but I was shown death of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with those things we do to ourselves, sometimes on a daily basis, here in the physical realm, that just create a slow, insidious death of our spirit and it could be drinking it could be drugs it could be um, excessive internet or tv where we just sort of numb our minds um, or staying in the low level energies of racism and hatred and bigotry so all of those things can contribute to death of our spirit so life of the soul and death of the spirit absolutely absolutely that is the truth now you told a story of uh, a, a mother who and her baby who were killed in a car crash and she had another daughter who was in the hospital and the father mm-hmm. was trying uh, to to ask the child to stay with him because he didn't want to lose his whole family and be alone and mm-hmm. and the mother the mother wanted the child to come so she could have both her children with her uh but that was not the way it was supposed to be for that child and the child did live and mm-hmm. uh, and the mother knew she would see her in uh spirit later on in the that reminded me so much when my mother was close to the end of her life in hospice, and I did hospice work for eight years. So I was very aware that uh, the soul survives death. But at the time my mother passed, I was not doing the work that way. So I mm-hmm. said I said to my mother, because I knew she was just hanging on by a thread for me, and I said to her, Mom, uh, go, I, I will see you soon. And be with God, be with spirit. And then I corrected myself. I said, um, Mom, no, excuse me. I will see you later <laughs> because <laughs> you know we manifest. I had to correct myself very quickly. Right. We, we create, they, spirit gives us our greatest fear and our greatest desires. They don't really differentiate between right. either. So it was, it, in a way, it, it, at this serious time, it was a little funny. And also, um, I, I did a reading the same day that a young man, 19 years old, passed. A client of mine called me and was very upset because it was her daughter's boyfriend and the family was terribly traumatized. And 
I did a reading and I saw exactly what you were talking about. I saw the young man's soul lifting up and looking back and knowing that he wanted, he, he didn't want his family and girlfriend to be so sad, uh, but the light beings were calling him and he knew it was his time and he had to go ahead, you know, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so, so there is no death and we can communicate with our loved ones when uh, when we get past this fear of death and when we truly learn to meditate and feel our energy and our soul and everyone can do this it it's easier for some who were born with the destiny and life plan to do this work but but everybody can do this on some level and know who they are as a soul being and know that everything in the flow of life whether here or in spirit is exactly the way it's supposed to be so let's go on to something else what do you feel have been your greatest challenges in relationship to the sensitive work you do and how it may be received at times uh, by unawakened souls or people who you know are living more of a physical life Cheryl, great question. There were two things that were really difficult for me. One of them was that I'm naturally an introvert, and Spirit was showing me all of these life lessons and saying, now go put it in writing. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And not only put it in writing, but put it out there for the world to see. So my um, having to overcome my desire for anonymity was huge so that was one and then the other piece that was really tough for me was being raised as a christian and as you know some strong christians will say nope sorry if you're seeing energy your spirits that's of the devil right and it it took me two three years before i was comfortable jesus came to me when I was um, initiated into Reiki, mm-hmm. Jesus was one of the guides that came in. So I was like, how can this be wrong? Here, Jesus is, is part of it. He's blessing it with this energy. So experiences like that, where Jesus literally came to me, and Jesus shows up in open clinic. So with that knowledge, I have been able to come out and say, yes, I do see energy. And I do love Christ, and yes. it's okay. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> uh, I had a very similar experience. I've never told anybody this, actually, but I'm going to say it. Uh, when I was attuned to the second level of Reiki energy healing, mm-hmm. I was lifted up out of my body, and I was being held in the hands of Jesus. And after yes. Reiki too, uh I began to see the guides and teachers during meditation, and um, I became a very comfortable giving messages where before I had said, well, I'll just do the energy Reiki healing work and maybe I won't say any of the things that I'm feeling, sensing or seeing. But I realized that both were important in the healing process for the people that I was working with. And I've also mm-hmm. in, in my book, uh, The Living Spirit, I have also mentioned uh, stories with 
with Jesus uh, dur- during a Reiki um, unfoldment group one day. He was right by my side, and he was crying, and I felt myself crying, mm-hmm. and it was a message for my group. And he says, uh, I am very proud of the work you and your group are doing. You're doing the same work that I did. And it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts us to see uh, the suffering of men. And so, absolutely, this is such a gift, you know, in the structure of, of religious ideas, uh, limit themselves from getting to feel and be in the energy and connect to spirit individually and personally. And I think that's what Jesus was showing when he came, to show us the afterlife, to show us that you would be one with God and all spirit and souls, and and that uh, there was no death, and and um, it wasn't almost a religious concept as much as it was a concept of the truth of the universe and life in general. Yes. Yeah. So I wrote in regard to this greatest challenge that you were just talking about, and it was a challenge for me too. In my book, The Living Spirit, I wrote. The choice to accept others and ourselves with our frailties and sometimes negative behaviors can be hard, yet it is necessary in order to have times when we feel like we are on cloud nine. We must realize that each person perceives the world according to his or her own life experiences, both present and past. Therefore, we will never fully understand another's behavior or their reasons for doing things differently than we do. This realization is the key to allowing and accepting everything and everyone without judgment, anxiety, fear, mm-hmm. pain, anger, or hate. We were talking about that before. Yes. And it is yes. you, and it is you will find the only way for us to experience true contentment while we are on this three-dimensional plane. So that's the truth. We can lift ourselves up to the level and the vibration of spirit to receive healing and messages, whether we're in or out of a body. And we have to get past all the negativity and limitations of our childhood training, societal training, or fear. So what would you like readers to take away with them after reading One Love? Um, you know, I think the most important thing to me at this moment of time is to just to reinforce that you aren't alone in your physical journey, that spirit is there to connect with us and is so willing and anxious to connect with us. And really, all it takes is us to reach out and say, I'm willing in turn Right. That's the most important. That is the most important, to ask for help and expect to receive it, and you will. I want to thank mm-hmm. you, Ruth Anderson, for sharing your journey of spiritual awareness and connection to guides and to the open clinic and to a clearer view of one love. In order to purchase this charming and lovely set of stories and spiritual messages, go to the theministryonline.com or Amazon.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, Ruth has shared her stories of love and abiding trust in the bigger universal plan of life 
for us to clearly remember as we maneuver through our physical daily experiences to rediscover our soul eternal energy and learn a greater appreciation for living in harmony and balance with all life forms. Ruth clearly expresses this idea when she writes in her chapter, One Love. In hindsight, I can see that I was being prepared for open clinic, a place on the spiritual realm where souls with and without bodies could come for healing. During meditation in late February 2016, I was energetically escorted and taken up through our blue sky, out of our atmosphere, and into the black of the universe. I had no fear and knew that any moment I could come back and ground myself. I was taken to experience an incredible white light, so white that mere words cannot describe it. I was told it was one love. I wanted so desperately to understand more, but I was brought back to my physical plane. I would be escorted energetically at other times. I was hungry to understand what I was experiencing. While with one love, I felt like I was having my own personal communication with God. It must be God, because nothing else could be so encompassing, accepting, or loving. I heard the words, one planet, one God, and understood there is really only one God, and all religions worship this one power, one force, one energy. Ruth and I would have you move past any fear or restriction to trust that one day you will experience this connection to spirit and in that moment know your own soul essence and be free of man-made controls, misinformation, and truly allow, accept, and surrender to the greater plan for the love of man, nature, and spirit. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to hear stories of life beyond life and love eternal as we discover that the duality in life is only an illusion and all is energy, spirit, and a connection to eternity. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.